0: welcome to New Life Church. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors on staff. If this is your first Sunday with us, thanks for coming. You just witnessed a Pastor Dave and our worship team at our North Platte campus, and I want to say a big hello to uh, all of those worshiping with us right now at our New Life campus. We truly are one church in multiple locations. You're sitting in one of three auditoriums right now, and uh, God's been doing amazing things with three auditoriums and six services every single Sunday. Right now, this summer, the summer of 2017, we've been having record attendance like we've never seen before in past summers, in like the past 15 years. We've never seen what we're seeing right now. We we usually in summertime we tend to like take a dip like a lot of churches do right this summer we were praying we've been praying since the beginning of the year god help us figure out we don't want to lose momentum god's kingdom doesn't lose momentum god's kingdom keeps gaining momentum and so all we wanted to do was just kind of like can we just level off in summer and guys guess what that's what we've been seeing god do people staying engaged god's heart doing incredible things in fact last week at new life church Eight separate different people committed their life to Jesus Christ and said, I want him to be my Lord and leader. That's exciting. Yes, man, that's what we're on this earth for. You should be excited about that. There should be something on the inside of you that should first go, wow, that's amazing. And then secondly, go, man, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing Right, The mission of the church of Jesus Christ in 2017 is still alive. And it's still impacting the hearts of people. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you so much for being a part of this incredible church. Keep sharing the good news of Jesus with others. All right, Now listen, if you're one of those eight people and you're back this week, I just want to personally tell you, from my heart to yours, I am so excited, so excited about the commitment that you made last week please find a way to get involved in our life groups right get plugged into life groups you're going to hear more about those you're going to start rolling out here um, really quickly so get plugged into a life group because i want to be a part of helping you grow and helping your life be changed for jesus christ the mission of our church is to see people find jesus but that's not it it doesn't just end there but also to see their life changed that's what we're all about here at New Life. And with those eight people and so many others in the past uh, you know, year that have committed your life to Jesus, please maximize all the resources and tools that we have around here so that your life can just take off like a rocket and be more like Jesus, okay? Are you with me? All right, and if you've been a part of this church for years, and you know somebody that's not in a life group, you make sure that you start talking to them now, because when life groups get ready to roll out, we want everybody in a life group so that everybody's life is being changed. All right, so help me with that as well. Uh, We're in our current teaching series called Playlist, all right? And uh, Playlist is really our endeavor to look at some of the songs that we sing, also roll out some new songs, like the song you just heard, Pastor Dave, and one of our worship teams out in North Platte. That was our North Platte uh, campus um auditorium by the way um that song you probably never heard before but you're going to have an opportunity to worship with it today we really felt like this was a song that was speaking God's heart for this very moment for our church and we wanted to roll it out during this playlist teaching series and one of the reasons why we feel like this song is so important for us right now is that the uh, the objective of this teaching series is to really increase passionate worship when we gather together on Sundays that's one of the things we wanna do. We, we, we wanna be a church that's literally passionate about what we believe. I don't know if you've ever met anybody that believes something but they're not passionate about it. They're not very convincing, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, And so we, we feel like the good news of Jesus Christ is worth being passionate about, not being fake about church. That's not what we're talking about. Not just being soulish about it, just stirring something up on the inside, because there's times when, you know, you've just cheered when you really didn't want to cheer, because everybody else was cheering. We're looking for a miracle that happens inside of the heart, where Jesus becomes so real to us, that, he, that we can't help but to sing his praise. We can't help but to lift his name up. We can't help but to be excited about him and to live for him wherever we go. That's what Playlist is really all about. It's connecting these songs that we sing because music has such a way of manipulating our hearts in a positive direction or in a negative direction. I think we've all experienced this, right? Okay, and so we want to take these songs that are being written by modern day poets that are hearing the very heart of God, that are songwriters, writing the very heart of God to his church, and we want to take those things and build them, build the foundation underneath those songs of the biblical backing behind those songs. And that's that's what I'm wanting to do today, all right? So I just got a secret to tell you, though. If you want to stay passionate for Jesus your entire life, I got a secret for you. just think for a moment. Is that who you want to be? Right? You want to be passionate for Jesus your entire life. In fact, the secret I'm getting ready to tell you, it won't just maintain your passion for Jesus. It could actually increase your passion for Jesus as you grow older. And the secret really lies with this. Be more committed to the mission than to the methods. Methods are going to change all the time. And churches are a place where methods have to change. Methods are like the way we preach, the songs that we sing, the way we run our worship service, even the day in which we hold a worship service, right? So there's so many things about the method that are going to change, and by the way, they have to change because we live in a world that's forever changing, and we want to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ, it hits people right in the heart, right where they're at today, we don't want to speak a message, you know, that's going to fly over their heads. We don't want to do something that's going to, you know, like just be old, so old that no one can understand it anymore, right? We want to be current and we want to be relevant. We want to make sure the gospel's impacting the hearts of people. So method is going to change. It's going to change. It's going to keep changing, by the way. And as the years go on, method changes. So if you're more committed to the mission, then your passion for Jesus has the ability to increase as the years go on. If you're more committed to the method, then you're going to get stuck someplace in your life, and passion is going to stop right there. Because you're, the, the church is going to keep going on, and it's going to keep being relevant to its community, and you're going to be stuck back here, wishing that everybody out here would come back to you, and that nothing out here can be good until it comes back to you. And if that's where you get stuck, that's where your passion ends. That's not what God called our lives to be. God called our lives to be an ever increasing passionate follower of Jesus Christ. So don't be overly committed to the methods. Be life committed to the mission. And the mission at New Life Church, as long as I'm the lead pastor, is going to be this we're going to preach Jesus, we're going to worship Jesus, and we're going to figure out what it means to live a biblical lifestyle. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. That's what we're, we're sold out to. We're committed to that. Preaching Jesus, worshiping Jesus, and using God's word so that we can live a biblical lifestyle. So if that mission connects with your heart, then look, be more committed to that mission than to our methods. Because if you are, then God's going to increase your passion throughout all the days of your life. You better write that secret down because you're going to have to remind your face about it sometimes. Because there's going to be things that happen, and your face is going to go, Ugh. And then you're going to have to go, I'm more committed to the mission. Right? And let's keep preaching Jesus and worshiping Jesus and figuring out what it means to live a biblical lifestyle. This song, No Wonder, really helps us with that. The song, No Wonder, uh, was written for more of an Easter heart. Like It was written for an Easter service, but then it just kept living beyond Easter. <laughs> right? It's a, brand, it's a pretty new song. Um, a lot of people don't even know about the song. And so... Um, It just keeps living, and we decided we wanted to pick it up. And there's a great scripture that kind of like it gives us a a great overview, if you will, uh, of this particular song. And it's found in Psalms chapter 16. Here's a scripture that gives you an overview of the song. No wonder, in fact, it starts with "No wonder my heart is glad." You just heard the words "No wonder we call him Savior." No wonder my heart is glad. And I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you, you will not leave my soul among the dead, talking to God, right? You will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave, right? Or allow Jesus to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. It's a great overview to this song, especially when you know that the heart behind the song was written for Easter, this scripture really it, just, it, it hits the heart of the song when it tells us to have joy and to be secure in the saving grace of Jesus. that Jesus, He's the one who made a way for us to have hope today. The reason why you should have hope today is not because last week you just got a new raise. Or because last week you just got a new job. Or because last week something that you've been, you know, hoping for all of a sudden happened. The reason why you should have hope today is that Jesus, he made a way. And he made a way, as we look at Easter, he made a way on the cross. And he made a way with an empty tomb and that's why we should have hope today that's why we should go to the very some of the some of the most powerful words i think in the entire song which i wanted this use today as a building as a building spot so i can build on the thesis of the song the heart behind it the reason behind it i want to go to those words no wonder we call you savior those words they 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 hit my heart They start melting my heart. No wonder we call you Savior. You got to know like the rest of the song to really figure that out. But Savior, like, why do we call Jesus Savior? We call Jesus Savior because Him and Him only, He only has the ability to eradicate the punishment of our sin and to establish us in right relationship with God so that for eternity we get to spend eternity with God. That's why we call Him Savior. And that's why we don't call anybody else savior. Savior is a title that's reserved for Jesus Christ alone because without him, without him, we were doomed to the punishment of our sin to separate us from God for eternity. And the first two verses of this song, they really kind of like set the stage for why we call Jesus savior. Those first two verses, they start with this. I see my savior with love in his eyes. His body broken with no sin to hide. I see my Jesus, eyes blind with blood. His face is crimson, right? His cry is love. These verses of this song, they they begin to paint the picture of our Savior, Jesus, hanging on the cross with love in his eyes. A lot of people, unfortunately, today, they don't see Jesus looking at them with love in his eyes, they see Jesus looking at them with disdain in His eyes. Some of you are here today. Some of you are listening to me right now at our Kearney campus and at our North Platte campus. And right now, you walked in here going, I- "I'm coming to church, trying to appease Jesus, because I'm believing somehow, some way, that He's looking at me with less than love in His eyes." I got good news for you today. Jesus isn't looking at you with anything else in His eye other than love. Other than love. I mean, I want you to listen to the very first words Jesus spoke when he was hanging on the cross. Hear these words, because these words identify his heart. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He didn't say, Father, destroy them because they don't know what they're doing. Father, strike them with lightning as they hang on this cross right now, because I know you can do it. Father, open up the earth and swallow these jokers whole right now. That's not what he said. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that I am the Savior. That's why they put me on this cross. If that was Jesus' first words from the cross, what do you think his words are towards you today? If that's his real heart, hanging there on the cross in agony and in pain, when you and me get pushed to a point of agony and pain, is, is the, are those the first words that tend to come out of our mouth? <laughs> don't quote the first words that come out of your mouth right now, please. But the first words for Jesus were forgive them. See, Jesus doesn't have disdain in his eyes for you. He has love in his eyes for you. And as we look at Jesus hanging on the cross, we see a perfect Savior with no sin to hide. Guys, the power of the cross is powerful because there's a sinless savior hanging on it one who had no sin one who was spoken of as like a perfect lamb why would they call jesus the perfect lamb who gave his life and sacrificed his life for the sins of humanity because they were equating jesus back to an old testament practice for the forgiveness of sin that in the old testament you and me would have to bring a lamb to the temple and offer the lamb, which was, by the way, the perfect lamb, the best of the best lambs that you have. Not the worst, not the one with the limp, right? Not the one with the weird eye, all right, that looked off someplace, right? Not the one that had a, you know... You know, a big ear. No, the perfect one. The one that was spotless. The one that was like the most pristine. The one you could take to the market and get the most money for. That was the lamb and you took it to the temple and they offered it as, as a sacrifice for your sin. And then Jesus hanging on the cross becomes the perfect sacrifice. He actually becomes the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. Three years before Jesus hangs on the cross, John the Baptist, who was proclaiming that the Savior, Jesus, was on his way to come? That was his whole mission. John the Baptist, right? If you don't know about John the Baptist, look him up. Read him in some of the early portions of the Gospels. That means in the early portions of, you know, the first four books of the New Testament Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can read about this guy. He's off the charts, cool, right? But he. He just says that, you know, Jesus is coming. Here's what he says about Jesus. The very first time he sees him, three years before Jesus, the lamb, hangs on the cross. Listen to these words in John 1. Look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Three years before he ever even did it, John the Baptist is saying Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. The sacrifice of Jesus, guys, today, here's the good news. It's still being felt by you and me today. Like the sacrifice of the perfect lamb Jesus who hangs on the cross is still be is still in effect today. It's covering my sins, it's covering the multitude of your sins, right? It's covering the sins of humanity. That's why Jesus, our savior. No wonder we call him savior because he covers all of our sins. But let's face it, guys. The cross was no easy mission. It was no easy mission. I mean, Jesus literally offered himself to be beaten before the cross even happened and the beating that he sustained was so brutal that that many scholars believe most people would have died before the cross ever came with the scourging with the beating right with with the uh with the whipping with with all of the weights of the cross member of the cross hanging on him or previously being nailed to it possibly or at least roped to it so he can't get away from it and when he falls there's nothing to stop his face from from you know flying into the brick of the streets of Jerusalem I mean, think about the brutality that Jesus faced. In fact, the Bible says this about our Savior and the beating that he went through in Mark 14. It says that then some of them, meaning the Roman soldiers, they they began to spit on Jesus. And they blindfolded him and they beat him with their fist. And they said things like, prophesy to us. They jeered him on. and, And the guards, they slapped him as they even took him away. Can you imagine having a bag put over your head so that you can't see out of it, and then from left, right, forward, and back, people just punching you flat in the face? I mean, if you were in a fight without a bag and someone was gonna punch you, you could at least move away from it. You could at least dodge it, right? You could could absorb some of the energy of it. But Jesus, unable to do that, unable to do that, and that's why the lyrics of this song so profoundly say that eyes blind with blood... His face is crimson. The eyes of Jesus as he hung on that cross, as he looked down upon those people through the blood stain in his eyes and the blood that was running down his face into his eye potentially hardly being able to see maybe even through one eye as the other one had been swollen up or blood running through it by the crown that they put on his head and it's through that little glimpse that he had of humanity that he said father forgive them because they don't know what they're doing i would say to you that a powerful statement in this song is to sing no wonder we call you savior wonder we call you savior and right after that very next words no wonder we sing your praise it's like the least that we can do today is to sing the praise of jesus because of all that he has done for us and immediately after this sermon in all of our venues Our worship teams are going to lead us in this song, and they're going to give you the opportunity to take this song with all of its biblical backing and to lift your voice and to proclaim, to proclaim, no wonder we call you Savior. No wonder we sing your praise. My question to you is this, are you ready to do it? If there's something standing between you and God today, lay that down right now. Don't wait for the end of this service. Don't wait for some other moment to come later in the week or some other Sunday to come. You lay it down now. Don't miss out on the moment of which we're getting ready to experience together a powerful, profound moment where we finally proclaim with unity in our voice and a proclamation upon our lips, no wonder we call you Savior. There's no one like you. There never has been and there never will be. The next powerful statement that I would like to build on today, it comes from the bridge of the song, and it says these profound words. See the light tearing through the darkness and hear the roar of the rugged cross. Jesus. Jesus has been the light tearing through the darkness since the beginning of time. But Jesus has been the light tearing through the darkness ever ever since his birth as well. What did, the, what did the wise men follow, by the way? Did they not follow the brightest star in the darkest sky on their way to Jesus? A light tearing through the darkness from the very beginning. Jesus. Jesus was also fulfilling the very prophecy of the Old Testament prophets, like you find in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, when you see these words that the people who walk in darkness will see a what light? A what light? A great light for those who live in a land of deep darkness. A light will shine. Now that's verse two. Verse one was talking about a future light to come. Oh, and by the way, it actually pinpointed where the light would be. Guess what word it used? It used the word Galilee. You ever heard of a little body of water in you know uh, Israel called the Sea of Galilee? That's where Jesus starts his ministry. That's where Jesus goes to when he picks his very first disciples. That's where Jesus goes to, to Galilee, a light coming, coming out of the darkness for people that are in darkness, a light that's coming from the region of Galilee. In fact, Matthew, in Matthew chapter four, one of the disciples of Jesus, he goes back to this portion of scripture in Isaiah after he knows who Jesus is and he goes, this is talking about my savior, this passage is talking about my jesus and jesus when he begins his ministry in galilee he fulfills the very prophecy of the one bringing the light to people that are in darkness in fact jesus doesn't stop there with that you know kind of connection from an ancient scripture and fulfilling it jesus actually says that i am the light in john chapter 12 verse 46 jesus says i've come as a what a light to shine in this dark world so that all who would put their trust in me will no longer remain in the darkness. Jesus, the light. Because Jesus is the light, Jesus can heal our state of darkness, church. That means that Jesus can heal the punishment of our sin today. Because Jesus is the light, he can heal it. It kind of reminds me of like what an MRI or what an X-ray does. I know that they don't project light, but guess what they're able to do? They're able to look underneath the darkness of our skin where light doesn't go. They're able to look into this dark state inside of me, and they're able to give doctors some accurate you know, ability to see inside of the darkness that rests underneath this outer shell of skin, and they're able to see what's wrong, and they're able to make Corrections. And in the same way, the light of Jesus, it's penetrated the darkness of our sin and it brought healing to our brokenness. That's what Jesus is doing. He's going beyond the darkness of the the outer shell, what you and me see. And he goes into the dark place inside the heart, which is hard for you and me to interpret in each other. But Jesus goes there and he sees the heart and he sees the corruptness of it and he sees the wickedness of it. And he goes, I went to the cross to cover that. And he gets into the heart and he heals the heart. That's the work that Jesus does. But he only does that for those who choose him. John chapter 8, Jesus said these words. He spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. Look at these words. Read these with me. If you follow me. That's the key. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in what? Darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. Calling himself the light that leads to life. But it only pertains to those who, if you follow me. Jesus, I'm telling you today, Jesus is the light that's tearing through the darkness. And when Jesus entered, entered the, this world... It was as if he literally reached and grabbed a hold of the veil of space and time itself and he tore it apart and he came piling into this world with all force and with all might. And it's the same thing that he does inside of your heart. He pulls back the veil of the wickedness of your heart and he comes flying into your heart and he starts making a change in your life. Jesus is the light that's tearing through the darkness. And if you choose Jesus, all of a sudden the roar of the rugged cross, it starts making sense it all of a sudden actually starts becoming beautiful. If you choose to follow the light of Jesus, the roar of the rugged cross makes sense. The cross, it roars with the sound of sacrificial love today. The cross, it roars with the sound of forgiveness today. The cross, it roars with a hope for eternity today. I mean, I want you to listen for a moment. Listen to the roar of the cross. It's found in the final words of Jesus on the cross when he said this, right? He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Meaning, what I came to do is done, and it was done perfectly. It was done to a way that, Lord, you could accept me, Father, back into your presence. I fulfilled what you asked me to do. It is finished, as it's written in other gospels. Guys, To the Christ follower today, the roar of the rugged cross, it gives life. Do you hear it? It gives life because Jesus came and he finished what he said he was going to do. To the seeker today, to you that is here that are asking questions about who is Jesus and should I follow him and should I surrender my life to him today the roar of the rugged cross, it might not make complete sense to you today. But that is just this. It's, it just hasn't yet made complete sense. But if you keep asking questions and you keep pursuing Jesus, I'm telling you the roar of the rugged cross is all of a sudden going to make perfect sense to you. Because church, in the future, all followers of Jesus will join in in a crowd in heaven that the bible said is is so numerous that no man can count it and while we are standing in heaven we will literally shout with a mighty roar these words in revelation we will shout with a mighty roar salvation comes from our god who sits on the throne and from the lamb the perfect sacrifice the perfect sacrifice so today i'm telling you And when we get to the chorus of this song, lift it up. Lift it up. Lift your voice up. Give everything you have. Because in heaven one day, all followers of Christ will lift their voice up and say salvation comes from our God and from the Lamb, Jesus Christ. And at the chorus of this song, it says, no wonder we call you Savior. No wonder we sing your praise. Jesus, our hope forever You, Jesus, you made a way. Amen? Amen. You made a way. Guys, this song, it should fill your heart with a passion. It's been breaking my heart ever since I've been listening to it. I was in my office this morning praying, preparing for this day, and all I could do, confessing to you, all I could do is I turned that song on and I just dropped to my knees and wept. I wept with this heart for my Savior and all that he has done and everything that we've talked about. I could barely whisper the words out of my mouth, no wonder we call you Savior. No wonder we sing your praise. Jesus, my hope forever. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way. So let your praise today, let your praise turn into passion for Jesus today. And out of this passionate heart for God, let's create an atmosphere that's inspiring to worship our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. I wanna encourage you today that you would lift up your voice and that you would maybe even practice lifting your hands to our Savior because he is worthy of our praise today. So why don't you stand with me and let's pray. Lord, we come to you with excitement in our heart. We come to you with passion in our heart. Lord, we come to you recognizing all that you have done, and today was a fresh reminder of what you did. Lord, you, you literally sacrificed your life on the cross for us. Lord, you, you offered yourself up for a brutal beating, Lord, so that we might have life. You hung on the cross in some of your very first words, Lord, were we'll forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. You have love in your eyes, Lord, through the through the blood of your eye and your crimson face, you look at us with love in your eyes. We thank you for that, Lord. That's why we're choosing today to call you Savior. That's why we're choosing today to sing your praise. That's why we're choosing today to proclaim that Jesus, you alone, are our hope forever. Thank you, Lord, for making a way that we could stand here today and worship you. Thank you for making a way that we could know without a shadow of a doubt that our life is going to be spent with God for eternity because, Jesus, you made a way. So, Lord, meet with us in this place. Move at New Life Church today. Draw us close to you. May you reveal yourself to us. May our our hearts literally melt in your presence.